we've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to a hundred real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this bang and free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our sex and empowerment signature masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show Clitorati, we have a very exciting guest for you today. We are interviewing our in-house food play expert, Sugar. Our, Our little sugar baby had a breakthrough in her body image and healed her relationship to eating through food play. So we've got all the goodies for you today. So sit back, relax, and maybe grab your favorite snack as Sugar takes us through the Yoni-verse of food play. Welcome to the studio. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited. Are you a fan of Clip Talk? Have you ever heard of us before? Huge fan. Oh my (laughs) God. I've been listening to the show since day one. You ladies are amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I'm so much more aware that now that all of our episodes are on camera, I'm like, ooh, my hair's like... <laughs> <laughs> We've never really done video episodes and it's so exciting now yeah, that we get all, to. Yep, all I, of our I episodes put on are going to be on video. Because I was like, well, it's fucking food play. I might as well wear an apron. None of that, I know. None yeah. of that shit mattered before when we were on audio only. You were, when, right before we started, you were like, whoa, my side boob is out of control. I'm like, maybe you should leave it. Maybe more <laughs> people would go to our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. okay. uh, let's see, side boob. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop, there it is. A little louder. Whoop, there it is. Shaka-laka, <laughs> shaka-laka. Okay, okay. Shaka, okay. Um, All right, Miss Sugar Baby, what the fuck is food play? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Well, it's the idea of bringing food into the bedroom or bringing food in a way that's sensual or sexual. And this is definitely a favorite for those kinks out there, kinky people and sensual people. Uh, So with food play, we are tapping into our senses. We have five senses or six senses if you consider your sex sense. And so food play is a really amazing way to expand on your sensory experience uh, during sex or sexy time. You don't actually have to have sex to to do food play properly. So 
Um, it's basically the idea of incorporating this into your practice. Right? Mm, that's hot. I, love that. I know we we got to experience it a little bit with our our last Valentine's Day event, and it was right. it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like <laughs> having someone else feed you food, it, you really do taste the flavor. Yeah. It was some of our participants, including my mom's favorite part of the Valentine's mm. Day. Event. She's like, I really liked that wine tasting paired with food. Yeah. yeah. We should like, do another yeah, event. We, we should do another food tasting event. That was super fun. Um, that was fun. Anyways, so there is a real personal aspect of this. And I know that you've, you've openly shared on the podcast before, um, Sugar, about your struggles with eating disorders. And mm. so this episode is actually really important to you because... You, share, you were sharing with us how food play has actually helped you overcome that. Can you share a little bit about mm-hmm. your background with that and how food play has really made a difference for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So for as long as I could remember, I was always a little more developed than the other ladies in my grade. I had the biggest breasts in my class. I was called Tits McGee. I had hips and I had a booty. And... Um, I blossomed faster and I got a lot of attention on my body as a result of that, like starting at like 11 years old. I think I got my period when I was 11. And yeah, yeah. so, um, and I grew up in a a neighborhood, kind of like Beverly Hills vibes where, you know, everyone's mom's a Barbie and all their daughters are um, like pageant queens. And I just never felt like I looked like the other girls. And so naturally... Um, I would get negative attention from guys and um, uh, as it, and compared to other girls in my grade. And I did have a lot of sexual interest in me that I responded to. I did like it, but at times I felt like I was, uh, wasn't as pretty as the other girls um, and that I was easy. You know, I was the girl with big tits that, you know, you, you know, was an easy hookup. And when I, I didn't realize how present that was for me because I was in a relationship in high school um, almost all of high school kind of hiding out in a relationship so that, you know, thinking that maybe people will stop talking about me and my body and how slutty I am if I have a boyfriend, right? Well, I didn't really process that. I just hid inside of a relationship. So when I went to college, this this came with me. And I suddenly developed a really neat, a disordered eating habit um, uh, considered bulimia. And what I would do is I was gaining weight pretty rapidly in the first semester of college uh, from partying and eating in the dorms. And I started to feel that shame come back from high school and notice that all the girls I was in college with, that same exact feeling was happening, the same exact experience in high school. And it's because I never cleared it. And um, what my disordered eating looked like is I would basically starve myself throughout the week and eat spinach. And then on the weekends, party my ass off and eat everything in the cafeteria. And then I would throw up. And this went on for like my whole first year of college. And I came back out of that first, first year of college. I didn't look like myself physically. Um, I had... I mean, I wasn't necessarily gain. I didn't gain a ton of weight. It was like the light was taken from my eyes. And so fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, time, 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 time. We start working with Clit Talk. And I had done a lot of work with therapists on um, my my food stuff, but it was still very present for me. Um, what, that, what I mean by that is what it would look like is um, I still had a lot of judgments around food. I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, I can't eat that. 
I can't eat a piece of cake. And I would actually deprive myself of all of these um, foods that brought me so much joy as a child. And um, what I started to get really interested in was cooking gluten-free and cooking sugar-free and baking and buying baked goods that were really health conscious. And that really helped, right? Because I was like, oh, I can eat these healthy foods now. But it didn't take away that I still had this really negative relationship with food. And so anytime there was a real piece of cake or a real cookie, I would have this internal conversation basically about whether or not I can eat that. And that alone, like that is a form of disordered eating. If you start to assess and analyze everything you're eating, oh, should I, shouldn't I? We're not chopped into our intuition, right? (laughs) We're just like, nope, we just are coming from that fear of I don't want to be fat or I don't want, right? So it wasn't until um, I started working with Food Play a couple of years ago that this completely altered for me. I started eating. Now I started eating, I started, I will say, I started honoring food. So instead of judging that piece of cake and being like, oh, you know, you have a million calories and you're not gluten-free and yeah, I'm not going to eat you. Okay. I'll have one bite. Oh, okay. Oh, it doesn't count. I just had one bite of it. Right. I totally am that person at the birthday. Give me a very small slice. Like Mm, when I really just want to eat a huge piece of cake. (laughs) Right. So it's in those moments that I decided to make it kinky. I decided to play with it. I was like, look, I want to experience what it's like to eat a piece of cake. Just truly for a piece of cake and enjoy it and honor it and not judge myself for it and not shame myself for it. And so I created my first, with myself, my first food play opportunity where I actually like was like licking the cake without my hands and like getting my, you know, taking a bite of the cake with my face and being super playful with it to like bring my inner child with me on this little ride of like, it's okay, girl, we're going to eat a piece of cake together and it's going to be kinky and it's going to be fun and it's going to be playful. So it started as a solo practice for you. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It started as a solo practice. And then... So and you're then just like in the kitchen alone eating cake with your face. <laughs> Probably with some like music playing and like <laughs> some candles ambi- lit. Ambiance. Austin walks in, he's like, oh. or not. <laughs> well, where it really started to, um, where I really started to start to have some fun with this was when I started bringing my community into part of this experience. So I took on thereafter, you know, this is a couple years ago, and I took on that I'm just going to be that person at in my friend group that is the food play person because i i know that there's still conversations you know where even some of my fittest friends have some sort of food conversation some sort of food conversation we all kind of do in some way and this is not about uh not eating things or dieting this is like you want to have a breakthrough in your relationship to food you want to have a breakthrough in relationship to your body image in a new way, food play is access to honoring that part of yourself. So I have gotten several people on board with food play and they have literally said, ever since I did that with you, my it has never been the same. My experience of food has never been the same. And I've been thanked by several people for opening their eyes up to this concept that seemed so silly, but had such a deep 
impact on them. It's like food play therapy almost. Right. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Basically, exactly. Yes, food play therapy. Oh my God. That could be the title of this episode. Food play therapy. (laughs) With sugar, with our sugar baby. Sugar babies and food Mm. play therapy. (laughs) And it's funny too, because I used to be only sugar free for a long time. And and I... my I remember, is, I remember this. I didn't like identify it until now, but you know, we've all been friends a really long time. Yeah. yeah like it, it's ironic that you picked, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, everyone except for me and Katie picked like fake names because they all wanted to be anonymous <laughs> and you picked yeah. sugar. And it's, it's mm-hmm. so ironic. Now in this context, you were sugar free, but you wanted to be sugar. Yeah. Did you even you realize that, that at the sweet, time? Sweet. No, I didn't. But in retrospect... <laughs> Your body was you like, that sweet, me sweet, sugar. Sweet. Mm, 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 well, mm. food, just like sex and pleasure, food is something else that all human beings share in common, right? And a lot of Eastern cultures, food, life is food. Like right. families gather around the table and that is the only time they spend with each other. All the money that they make goes into nourish, nourishing the family. And so food for centuries, since the beginning of man has been this holy, spiritual, familial thing. And then the patriarchy, you know, happened and then diet culture happened and our relationship with food as a, as, as it, to, to its root, like to its core, um, the meaning of that got totally fucked, right? It's yeah. like, like I remember my parents used Definitely. to send me to school with protein bars. Really? Yeah. When I was in, when I was in high school, my lunch was a fucking protein bar. Whoa. You know, and like also like family dinners, like family dinners are such a beautiful opportunity to come together and be appreciative. I mean, not to be, not to be cliche, but like to come together and be grateful. We don't need to just do it on Thanksgiving. Like food is actually an opportunity for self-love. Well, it's really interesting too, because at family dinners, when you, when you think about the family dinners that you, you always bless your food. Right. And my aunt actually had a really interesting way of doing it. She would hold her hand. She's more spiritual than religious. And she would hold her hands under the table and she would pray that the food was nourishing. Mm -hmm. I always thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Food can be a spiritual experience. So I'd actually something that um, for anyone who like feels uncomfortable with like praying before you eat or the idea of doing that, Something that I want to invite you to do is, um, and we talk about this breath technique a lot, but it's called four, seven, eight breathing. And if you do three rounds of four, seven, eight breathing before you eat, it actually supports your digestion mm-hmm. because it relaxes your body, gets you into the, you know, out of fight or flight. And so it actually enhances digestion. And it just gives you a moment to just like be with your food and be in complete relaxation and then, you know, and then eat. Yeah. Um, it like triggers your parasympathetic nervous system and mm-hmm. brings gets your body present to peristalsis, which is the movement of your mm-hmm. intestines basically when you digest. Mm-hmm. Well, and they do say like, you yeah. know, the the French, like they sit down and they slowly enjoy meals. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, how they're eating? <laughs> this is probably I'm like- so I'm, bad about that. Yeah, I, like I'm always on the my go. Food. I'm yeah. on the I'm like eating yeah. in the car, I'm eating on the go. And it's like it's 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 part of their culture to really sit and enjoy their food. And I think that they do enjoy their foods so much more than we do, probably. Right. For sure. Well, Western culture, we're really interesting around food. And if you like, yeah, if we can look at other other 
places around the world, they they aren't, uh, you know, we they say that like, you know, in America, we're like uptight about sex. We're also uptight about our food. Okay. It's true. So it's so, it is, it is so true. Um, and there's a couple different arenas like a food play. Like when we're talking about, you know, the theme of this episode really is how food play is access to having a breakthrough in body image and to healing your relationship with food, really giving you freedom. I got chills when I said that, just freedom around eating again. So you may or may not know I am uh, Italian and Jewish. So I grew up in the kitchen a lot. I love cooking. It's one of my main pleasure practices to cook after work. And I love food. I fucking love food. I could tell you how much I love food, you know, or I could show you Mm. how much I love food. She's, for those of you listening, she's just got some chocolate on her fingers and she's licking it yeah. For those of you watching, Very you're sexually. seeing her doing it. So I, I, I have a couple questions for you, Madison Sugar. So um, <laughs> <laughs> Madison Sugar, I love it. I bet there's a lot of people listening or watching right now. Um, what is a good, what's a good way for someone, like what are good types of food to begin with? And like, what's a good way for someone to, it sounds like maybe start with a solo practice and then invite community in it. Like, can you tell like for somebody looking to get into this, like what would Mm -hmm. be the beginning steps? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you might have two points of interest into food play. One, you might be like, oh my God, I want to like heal my relationship to food. Uh, and have a breakthrough in my body image. Your other access point might be like, I'm looking for things to spice up my sex life, okay? Either access point, whichever part works for this conversation, okay? So if you are looking to have a you know, breakthrough in your relationship with food, you probably wanna do, you might probably wanna be alone because stuff might come up. But what I would recommend is pick your favorite food that you haven't allowed yourself to eat in years. The one that you don't ever let yourself eat. Cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, mm. for me, for me, it was uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwiches, and I have a ritual in mm. which I get I get McDonald's breakfast sandwiches once a month. Now I've brought it back in, so I, like I would that. say pick the food that you haven't allowed yourself to eat, mm. and create a safe space in your home environment. Fried um, chicken, ooh, fried chicken, fried chicken. Fried chicken. I mean, so I guess this is I, like yeah. an opportunity to like pick your favorite food that you haven't allowed yourself to eat. Be alone like create your space, your scenery, like put on your favorite music and like have that meal with yourself, giving yourself permission to eat that meal. It is like the one moment you're like, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to check your ego at the door, allow yourself to eat this. And the practice is just notice. It's like a meditation. It's like an eating meditation. Just notice, we call it the little bitch in your head, but that little voice in the back of your head that wants to start saying stuff about it the practice is, it's a food meditation, eating meditation, to just let it go and to see if you can allow yourself to like enjoy every bite more and more. So one, the, the one thing that I want to point out is that um, anyone who doesn't know about the, con- the studies that have proven consciousness, there's uh, water studies were done to prove consciousness. Okay, a bunch of scientists were like, we want to prove that consciousness is real, right? That thoughts impact reality. So they did a study on water and test A thought all these hateful things. They had the water glass in front of them. They were like, hate, hate, and thinking all sorts of hateful thoughts. And then the other test group was they were putting all loving thoughts into water, love, love, positive affirmations. And after they put a magnifying glass under the both water glasses. And in the one that was where they put infused thoughts of hate into it, 
the molecules, the crystal structure was chaotic. There was no symmetry. But the water where they infused love into it, the crystals were in perfect symmetry. And this- That's quantum physics for you. <laughs> so if you're putting in negative thoughts into your food, it has an impact on it being in your body. So the Definitely. most important thing is to really be in a place of loving that piece of food before you eat it. And just in general, never eat when you're angry, never eat when you're sad. Always get yourself into a positive feeling when you eat. It will do better things for your body. Um, now let's talk about foods, uh, you know, foods for just in general, spicing it up in the bedroom, okay? Or after you've done this solo practice, some really great foods to start with would be like some grapes. <laughs> I've got my grapes here. I can't see them. You can't see my grapes? Yeah, 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 yep. Now, that's a really great food to start with. Um, strawberries. Strawberries are another really great food. And then, you know, as I just showed you, I'm a chocolate fiend. Mm. Chocolate's also a really good one. I just ate more chocolate. So I'm going to work with these, but I'm going to also mention a couple other foods that are really great. Whipped cream, super easy. Cherries, um, honey, although honey can get a little sticky. Um, and then popsicles are super fun. Popsicles, <laughs> lollipops, because you can lick, lick it with a friend and it can be really fun. Um, lick it with a friend. <laughs> gummy worms. If you take a gummy worm, you and your friend can like take a, each end of the gummy worm and like eat it into the center and, and then kiss. And then champagne. Something that's really big in our friend group is champagne luges. <laughs> and I have... I personally don't work with champagne when I do food play, but I have witnessed my community and let me fucking tell you. That was my idea. <laughs> yeah. Insane. So these are some really great foods you can, you can start with. Um, one thing I discovered about grapes, by the way, fun, fun little food play thing, is that doesn't this kind of look like a flogger? For those of you who don't know what a flogger is, it's like a spanking device, but it's a bunch of fringes and you gently stroke it um, and you know, kind of, you got to go check out our YouTube these days, people. Our episodes are all on video. I, I'm going to leave it It kind of looks like a, a big swinging ball sack, to be honest, yeah. is what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, it's a bunch of balls. <laughs> so something that's really fun is to incorporate food as those types of devices. So this can be a really good for spanking, like taking grapes and just like, like taking grapes and just like, this can be a really good for spanking, like taking grapes and just like, well, actually I'm we'll do a game. And you know when grapes, like they'll fall off of their vines. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do a little spanking and then all the grapes that fall on the floor, they have to go pick it up with their mouth. It's very kinky. It's very kinky. Now food can oh be kinky. God, you're so kinky. <laughs> I'm enrolled. I want to do this. <laughs> I like this idea. I'm, I'm almost curious. I was like... Do I want to be yeah. spanked with the grapes and pick them up with my mouth or do I want my husband to do it? Oh, I definitely want to be the one being spanked. <laughs> and picking them now, up off the Now, the foods that we're talking now. about too, yeah, like as you notice, they're like easy to yeah. clean, right? <laughs> like even a strawberry is maybe a little bit juicier than certain things and they might get a little strawberry juice, but it's an easy food to eat. I really recommend since this is already like out there, to work with easy foods. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Sushi would be good too because it's like compact. Actually, we had a really good friend of ours and her desire for her... 
Oh my and God, she had to, awesome. I was in charge of decorating her. We put beautiful flowers and leaves all over her. And then like, the rule was you couldn't talk to her and she couldn't like say anything. She just had to lay there. People ate sushi off of her. Now they, they people were using chopsticks and stuff, but it was, it was really, the pictures are amazing. Like we had I our bet. friend Samir took photos of that night and it was, mm. it was really, actually she yeah. said she felt very healed by it. Hmm. Because she got to fulfill her desire. And then for dessert, we all ate chocolate and whipped cream off of her. This is one of my off favorite of birthday parties. She's like I laying on a table like so her obsessed whole body. With it, was, it was really show, like the art wow. of it. It's a Japanese art, um, Japanese tradition. It's like the highest honor to be, to be the, the platter, so to speak. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so in regards to, um, oh, wow. there's so much, right? In terms of food play, we're just like touching on certain things, but it, it doesn't have to be sexual. And when you do it in the name of healing, you know, I often find times find that it doesn't, but it can be a nice warm up and starting to get turned on and feeling, um, just feeling more embodied and it could lead to sex. I have to tell you though, I rarely bring the food in the actual bedroom ever. It's like part of like the, like, uh, it's part of the foreplay almost. Yeah. So I'm going to show you a couple of, would like you guys like foreplay. to see a couple of things? Here a couple of tips. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, for the people listening, they won't be able to see it. But if you head over to our it's YouTube channel, which is, what is it? It's just so, like huh? talk. It's just clit talk. So there's a couple of things you can do. So, talk. Okay. For example, I grabbed some I grabbed some strawberries and I grabbed some hot fudge. And <laughs> so this is like playing with kind of the dimensions of taste here. So dipping it in the chocolate, really important when you are going to feed somebody. Okay. You want to make eye contact with them. Make them wait for it. No, not yet. Not yet. You can start to put it gently on their lip and pull it away. And then I wish we were in I'm person. Honestly, I would fucking give you foot rubs after this. Right now. <laughs> Food play and foot rubs. Oh my God. All right, I'm leaving. I mean, I'll you see t- you guys in 10. You only live 10 <laughs> minutes for me. <laughs> I know, I'm hungry. So, <laughs> 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 Why didn't we think of this? I know Katie and I are neighbors now. We could all be together in 10 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing planned after this except working on clip talk. I can come and give you guys foot rubs. Okay, back to the lesson. So, right, the idea of um, the idea of really playing with. So, there's a there's sort of like a (laughs) sub dom thing going on. If you are feeding the food, you are in a more dominant role. If you're the one receiving the food, you so you can play with that. I go back and forth in between both. So, I, I I like to be the sub sometimes. And I often find myself in the dom role just because I have so much experience with food play that I end up initiating a lot of the times. But my Padawans have learned well. Now, back to the lesson. As you can see, my hands are covered in chocolate. Don't be afraid to get messy because you can always have your sub lick it off. You missed a spot. Mm -mm. You still missed some. Mm. Oh, good girl. Oh yeah. Good girl. You got it. Uh Mm. So you can can instruct them. It's so playful. Now, so like I said, this is this can be a sensual's dream and it can also be a kink, uh, someone who's really kinky. It can be their dream. There's so much psychological kink that can go into this. You don't even have to eat the food to have it be part of it. Um, another thing that's very common is, and I'll just, I'll, I'm not afraid to get weird, obviously. 
Another thing you can do is you can take your food and you can be like, oh, I think I got some chocolate on my arm. Oh, there's chocolate. She, oh, can you get it off for me, please? She just, oh, okay. Slowly drag the strawberry down her arm. There you go. Exactly. Oh, oh, I don't like to be dirty. Now, can you lick it off? Another thing is, is I really recommend <laughs> something I really recommend <laughs> is you should, look, you do not need to be polite. I'm there are do no this. small bites in food play. Consider this the smaller the bite you take, the more messy you're creating it for yourself. Put the whole fucking strawberry in your mouth, okay? Show them what you got. Mm, she's doing it. She put it in her mouth, the whole thing. Wow, you really know how to take off those. If I counted the amount of strawberries I've eaten in this lifetime, mouth like very quickly. I'm surprised I'm not one, right? So you really want to exaggerate the expressions. So food play is not polite. Okay, food play is not about not having your elbows on the counter. Food play is about everything that's fucking taboo about food and manners and serving it on a planner and saying "fuck you" patriarchy. All right. I love that. All right. That's amazing. This has been super educational wow. and I'm enrolled. And you know what? I've changed my mind. It's not, the food <laughs> that I'm not allowed to eat is not cheese. So it is lobster macaroni and cheese. Ooh. And yes. I want, I want to have it for lunch today. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to walk over to KFC and um, get myself a bucket. I think you should. When's the chicken. last time you had a KFC bucket, Katie? I don't think I've actually ever had one. There's I've a KFC. Had, like, you know what's funny like is one. there's a KFC so close okay. to us. I know. I can walk there. I walk to the <laughs> bank all the time. It's right next to the bank. I never even thought of it. But when she said that, I was like, oh. So you've always I wanted it, but had, you never even had it, that it was an option. Because you're like, actually. it's KFC. I, I can't chicken. eat that. Maybe it should be a. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I used to no, be like, no, I don't know. offense, KFC and anyone who goes there right Well, I used to be like, I don't ever eat fast food. But the truth is. I, I love me. I get chicken McNuggets. Sundays like, are fucking good. Pretty regularly now. Yeah. I, I must say, I, I, I'm having a feeling like, you know, Katie, go get your KFC bucket. Mm. By the time you get home, I'll be there to give you a foot rub. Lindsay, your, your lobster mac and cheese might take a little longer to make. So then I'll just come over to your house right after and give you a foot rub. How does that sound? And <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, all right. Sounds, sounds are like we a rebel? <laughs> All right. I love this thruple. Yeah. This was yeah, awesome. We are a thruple. Of course we are. Um, well, I want to know, Clitorati, for anyone who's listening to this right now, if you do want us to do a food play like live workshop, let us know. Write us in. Let us know if that's something you guys would be interested in. Maybe we can create... An, we did one for our Valentine's Day event, but maybe we just do like a food play live event and like that would work be with fun people. like virtual a virtual like a virtual event. like a virtual event yeah so you could be anywhere in the world so let us know if you're interested in something like that there's and, still uh, more chocolate left Madison, if you're watching this Madison <laughs> is licking your fingers dirty I mean you don't want to be sticky oh my god okay well clear with that we're gonna see you next Tuesday bye bye 
If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.